It is winning season at my bookie. Use promo code Gators on a deposit of $50 or more, and you can receive up to $200 in cash instantly credited to your MyBookie account. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Gators Breakdown. Because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. The Gators Breakdown Podcast is ready to go. I am your host, David Waters. You can find me on social media at GatorDave underscore SEC and at Gators Breakdown. Hey, here we are. It's a bye week, so of course, like we do every year, we catch up with recruiting a little bit, and hey, no better place to go than Corey Bender, Gators Online, on three network right there. Corey, it's um, you know the, the, a lot of commits in this class coming into this season, but still plenty of storylines out there as far as these Gators go and trying to put the wraps on this 2024 class. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Dave. And um, yeah, it's an interesting time. I think it's obviously a good place to be in if you're a Florida fan. You obviously ranked inside of the top five right now. Um, and it, it, it's a good thing to have. You're, it's a good thing to have at this time of year when there's not too many guys left on the board. You know, and the guys that are still on the board now, the priority guys, five, four star guys that, you know, typically don't really announce over the summer. You still have a good handful. I mean, a good series of guys that like to announce over the summer after all their OBs. But in this case, a lot of these other ones, like LJ McCray, a five star, he's kind of taking his time and understandably so. It's more of a business decision for him. So, you know, it's, uh, we're getting down to that point. Um, and, you know, it's an interesting thing right now. I think Florida's number three in the rankings right now, but. Obviously, it's a chance to climb even more, which is a great thing to hear at this time of year. Absolutely. And hey, everybody, hit that like button. Subscribe right here on Gators Breakdown if you haven't done so yet. If you're watching the YouTube version or subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, but smash that like button. It really does uh, wonders and helping us out right here on the YouTube version of Gators Breakdown. And, of course, you can find more at GatorsBreakdown.com. Uh, a lot of bi-week coverage there uh, for the Gators. And, of course, Gators Breakdown Plus. Link is in the Description, you can join the Discord chat where, hey, look, we got a recruiting channel. We talk recruiting uh, all day, every day right there uh, on the Discord. You get the newsletter to GatorsBreakdown.com, extra episodes, chats as well. Link is in the description to join Gators Breakdown Plus. So, hey, Corey, it was the first name you brought up. That's exactly where we'll start with the decision coming Saturday for defensive lineman LJ McCray. Continuing to hear some good things on the Florida side, but hey, look, Florida State has some good feelings. Georgia, of course, can't be overlooked. So as we record this, you know, his mind may not even be made up yet. Um, where what's the latest that maybe you're hearing on your side? And um, if you had to make a prediction, if you want to, uh, where where would you lean? I guess with LJ McCray. Yeah, I, I think this is usually when you're about a week out or a little bit less than a week, you start to have a good idea where a top kid's leaning. And a lot of that co- kind of comes out where other schools maybe think they're not going to be the choice and maybe it leaks out from them. So you kind of process by elimination. But, you know, I think with LJ McCray, he's done an outstanding job of kind of keeping people guessing, um, especially during interviews. He definitely knows what to say and what not to say. Um, very first class kid. And uh, I think right now, I know he is a top five, but as I've been saying for months, I think Florida, Florida State, and Georgia, those are the three schools uh, definitely to focus on the most. Never say never with Auburn, Miami. He recently went up to Auburn. He took an OV over the summer, but went back for an unofficial a few weeks ago at a great time. Miami was always kind of feeling optimistic behind the scenes as kind of like a dark horse contender. But, you know, I think right now, Florida, Florida State, and Georgia, 
are the three trending up. And he could he can honestly put on a half for either one of those schools right now. And neither of those schools would surprise me whatsoever. I I'm trying to think in recent memory of kind of certain recruitments for a high level guy that kind of have you guessing this much, you know, this close to his uh, decision day. And I couldn't think of one. Um, so you know, for Florida, you know, they have a lot going for them. Um, obviously, you know, with them being a re- he, he he likes Florida a lot from what he's told me. It's it's kind of like a rebuild project, kind of on the rise getting Florida back to where they used to be. And he said that reminds him reminds him of his time at Mainland High School where when he got there, the record wasn't as good. And they've, you know, obviously right now they're clicking all so uh, clicking on all cylinders. So Florida has a lot going for them. But um man, if I had to put a prediction today, which I haven't really put an official prediction, I'm probably gonna wait on that one because I think right now it'd be a true guess. But yeah. I think Florida I, I'm I think right I'm hearing more buzz with Georgia and Florida State. Georgia more yesterday. I've been hearing a little bit more FSU buzz today. Doesn't mean Florida is not going to get him. You know, Florida's right there at the top. Uh, but depending on who you speak with, I think right now, as of was a Tuesday evening, you know, I'm hearing a little bit more with the dogs and stuff. All right. Then. Hey, Corey, what type of player would these schools be getting in, in, in LJ McCray? Of course, you know, just – Keeps rising in the rankings. Uh, what kind of what's his season maybe been like so far? What type of player would he, would these teams be getting? Yeah, prototypical size man. Um, you know, six foot six, about two hundred and seventy pounds, two hundred sixty five pounds. And when you see those measurables in high school, I mean, a lot of time it's true. But when you see some kids, they're really about six four and a half, you know, almost six five. But when you see McCray, he's everything as he is listed. You know, legit six six. Um, I think he's a versatile guy. I think he's a strong side DN right now who has his, you know, who could definitely kind of play more inside as he gets bigger. And, and it's hard to say bigger, but I think he's a guy that you know, could fill out and play closer to 300 pounds at the next level. Uh, but he's a versatile big body. Kind of reminds me body wise of a Gervon Dexter kind of like they used him, just a big body that you can kind of move along the D line. But the one thing I like about McCray um, is his motor. He's a guy that really gets after it for all four quarters and relentless when it comes to backside pursuit. And, you know, for a guy that big and to kind of see him moving around it. And I hate to say like I'm a Detroit, yeah, obviously a lot of people know I'm a diehard Lions fan. If you see Aiden Hutchinson play, it's kind of very similar as far as a big guy who's just relentless getting north and south and just doing all he can to kind of get in that backfield. So, yeah, whoever they're getting him, I mean, on three, we have him as a number one ranked defensive lineman, a five-star prospect, and uh, I think he's definitely earned that, you know, just based off the senior play and even dating back to his spring game where he really impressed me as well. All right, Corey, let's stay right there in Daytona, Mainland. His teammate Xavier Mincy right there in the defensive backfield. Seemed like there was a lot of Miami love at one point, maybe a decision coming in the fall, but him not announcing to an all-star game. Uh, I'm assuming mm-hmm. and guessing, hey, that's probably still the plan, right? And uh, does a school really know yet, or is that decision then where a school will know coming soon? Yeah, so we spoke to him last week, uh, being on three, and you know, I, I think right now that is still is the plan. You know, the plan is to still reveal his uh, his commitment at the All American Bowl or All American is it All American Bowl or All American? Yeah, I don't know. It's playing my mind up uh, over in San Antonio in early January. But the plan is he's going to be announcing that he's going to be committing to a school silently before then. Um, so I think right now, Florida, Miami, those are, those are the two schools I'm focused on the most. Um, he's going to Alabama for an official visit. I believe it's next weekend or this week. It's one of these weekends here coming up. He's going to Alabama for an official. Last time he was at Tuscaloosa, I believe it was over the summer. Uh, they've always kind of, at least in my opinion, been viewed as a dark horse. I've always 
like the in-state suitors, uh, Florida, Miami. FSU is a school he's mentioned too, but in my opinion, they're a distant force. So I think this Alabama official could go a long way um, if he was to go out of state. But right now, I'll probably give the very, very slight edge to Florida over Miami. Um, it's very close, in my opinion, between those schools. Um, and when we asked him last week if he's made a commitment to any of these schools yet silently, he just basically he didn't want to answer that. He just kind of said, you know, just kind of keeping it quiet for now. So I in my in, from what my gut tells me, I don't think he's made a decision quite yet. You know, obviously there's been some ups and downs with some of his finals as far as, you know, a lot of emotions in the season with, you know, Florida's games and then obviously Miami with how they fumbled at the end. A lot of ups and downs with a lot of his finals. So um we'll we'll see though. But I think if you're a Florida fan, you and if you're a Florida staff, excuse me, you have to definitely be feeling really, really good with Zayn's you. All right, there we go. That one might be trending well to Florida. But, hey, Corey, there, there might be some concern with a couple of commits Florida has. You know, it seems like Georgia could be pushing hard to flip Nasir Johnson. Uh, and Amaris Williams is visiting Ohio State this weekend for an official visit. And, hey, from what I'm hearing, you know, those are maybe these, these might be two to worry about here with Georgia and Ohio State being involved. Yeah, and Nasir Johnson, too, keep an eye on Florida State. He was at Georgia last weekend. I believe Florida State's this weekend. Okay. Yeah, it's Georgia and Florida State. Those are the two I would kind of keep an eye on. And, you know, I, I spoke to him after the South Carolina game. He said he was very impressed. Um, definitely, you know, he's very excited about that win. And I thought, you know, to kind of get a statement victory like that for a guy who may be kind of, I'm not going to say on the fence because that kind of means more 50-50, but as, as, as someone, some of the guys in the class, he is, like you said, Dave, one of the guys we're keeping close tabs on. Um, the good thing for Florida is he went to Athens this past weekend. He didn't make a decision then, right? So he goes home, and that's a good sign for Florida. Nothing happened then. Uh, but, you know, Florida State was a school when he did commit um, that was kind of right neck and neck with the Gators at that time over the summer. So you got to keep this. You got to definitely keep eyes on the Seminoles. Obviously, they're playing great on the field, too. I know Odell Higgins is, you know, really prioritizing him. So I, I think right now, obviously, Florida just has to keep doing what they're doing. Um, but if I had to kind of put a percentage on his commitment, I would probably say around 80. That's kind of like where I would be with Nazir Johnson. And, um, you know, Amiris Williams, he's kind of a wait and see with me. I know Ohio State was showing interest before the offer for a while. You know, Tennessee was another school that he was mentioning mm -hmm. as well as a school really trying to flip it. Um, so uh, his recruitment, I think, obviously, it's going to really come down to just how this goes over the weekend when he goes to Ohio State. And, you know, they're obviously ranked high year in and year out. You know, the atmosphere is great. So it's also probably maybe arguably a little bit closer to home because of North Carolina, so it's almost about the same. But, you know, it'll be interesting. So, you know, when I watch his film, I think he's one of the more undervalued commitments as far as guys that maybe Florida fans don't talk about enough. Um, I think his film's outstanding. He's versatile as well. So, I think he's the one. I mean, I, I like Nazir Johnson. He's good, but I, I, Dave, I know you watch film a lot of these guys too. Um, I think Nazir is very raw compared to a guy like Amiris Williams. So, um, Amiris Williams, he's the one. I mean, if I'm a Florida fan, I'm crossing my fingers. All righty there. So, Hey, well, hey, we did see one decommit last month in the form of uh, Makai Burrow, but still seems to be some heavy interest from the state of Georgia defensive lineman towards Florida. You know, it maybe looked like a flip mm -hmm. towards Georgia was in the works, but nothing yet. Yep. So, you know, where is, you know, this one? It, I, I found if it was going to happen to Georgia, it probably would have already happened by now. And I know Georgia's probably yeah. still trying to go through some targets and maybe have some other guys in mind at the same time. Uh, could it be where Burrow comes back around to Florida. 
Yeah, and um, if you know, earlier this week we put a whole story on him as well. If, you know, if anyone has wants to go check that out too, and it, it's not often when you know a prospect you know decommits from a school and they end up back in that same class. It's very rare. But with Makai Burrell, I think he is one of those realistic guys that, you know, I believe him when he says that as far as, hey, you know, I decommitted, you know, I still have love for Florida. I just want to see what else is out there. I don't think it was something that kind of rubbed him the wrong way. He was kind of always open with Florida saying, hey, he wanted to take some business as an uncommitted recruit. So I, I think with him right now, you know, it's Florida, Georgia, and Michigan. Um, those are the three schools right now. He's actually going to the Florida-Georgia game as a, a recruit for Florida. He's coming back from the Arkansas game as well. Um, what we reported earlier this week, too, initially it was going to be the FSU game, but he's coming back a little bit sooner. So uh, Michigan, obviously, they're playing really well. They're expected to get an OB at some point. Uh, but Florida, I think the biggest thing is when he came back for the Charlotte game, he thought it was going to be awkward. And understandably so. You know, you haven't seen them since you decommitted, you know, like – for someone who hasn't experienced that, you really don't know what to expect. But he said he was blown away just by the hospitality, almost like he never left. And it was not awkward at all. And I think that visit really made a lasting impact to him as far as that home-like feel, saying, hey, okay, these guys really care about me as a person. They told him, hey, you always have a home here. We love you. Um, so I think Florida really, you know, I mean, for getting a kid back on campus for the first time after decommitment, I don't think Florida could have done a better job um, than what they did when he came back on. Sounds good there. And all right, one more committed prospect we'll take a look at here, Charles Lester. And that's uh, you know return visit to Florida. Uh, but, Corey, I, I'm not so sure this one works out. I know there's communication with Corey Raymond. I'm not so sure mm-hmm. Corey Raymond sold completely on him. I know it sounds crazy for one of the top players out there, but in asking around, that does seem to be an angle here. Um, of course, you know, one of the best players in the country. And I think a lot of people look at that and say, why wouldn't you want him? But uh, of course, uh, Corey Raymond has a set of you know standards and, and, and looks that he wants in a, in a defensive back. But interesting that there is that con- continued conversation going on. Yeah. So, yeah, I went to his game last Friday. We spoke after and, um, same thing, like he said, I think Charlotte was the other game he came for as well. And he said Florida and Colorado right now are the schools pushing the hardest to flip him. Dory um, took an OB to Colorado, so he said only other OB he's going to take between now and signing December is going to be Florida, which will be more likely the December 8th weekend. Um, and that's where it looks like that's going to be a pretty good weekend for Florida for you know remaining guys who are going to be in town for OVs. So yeah, I think overall you, can, you know that commitment to Florida State's strong. It was his favorite school growing up, and you know the relationships are strong. You know I think for a while, even when he was taking business, we always kind of looked at FSU as kind of that school. Maybe he was comparing other schools to. Um, they're always kind of that school that kind of had a little bit of extra momentum. When when he decided, it came down to FSU. Um, and Alabama. That, those were his final two when he committed at the time. We'll see if Florida can, um, you know, make a late move with him. But, you know, that, I mean, I, I think that the chances of him staying with the Seminoles, Seminoles are very high. And I thought it was interesting, too, when, you know, Venice's fight song was the same fight song as Florida State. So when <laughs> Venice won after their game, he's doing, you know, the chop and everything. So I think everything, when he went to Venice, it's just this kid's all about the Seminoles, but never say never, right? You know, we'll see kind of, well, once he's going to come back for the FSU game, which is kind of interesting. I'm not sure how on board Florida really is deep down with that, having an FSU commit and them hosting them. You just know these are kids. You just don't know how that could really end up. Uh, but they're going to get an OB close to sign day. And like I said, sometimes that's all you need. So we'll, we'll keep tabs on until then. 
All right. Even more with Corey Bender here in just a second. But hey, when your money's on the line, choose a trusted sports book that gives you the tools to win, like my bookie. At my bookie, it doesn't matter if your team is up or down. You can easily cash out or bet the game live to come out on the winning side. Use my bookie for daily odds boost, same game parlays, and take advantage of huge prize pool contest. Plus, my bookie has a no strings attached cash bonus that lets you deposit and withdraw quick. Just use promo code Gators on your first deposit and receive up to $200 in cash. That's promo code Gators to claim your own cash bonus now. And also try the MyBookie money bag to grab a potential Super Bowl front runner at long shot odds. Plus 38,000 on the Eagles and Chiefs. You won't find odds like that anywhere else. So go bet with MyBookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere, only with MyBookie. All right, here we are, joined by Corey Bender from On3, Gators Online. And, hey, Corey, let's go to the headline of the class, and that would be one quarterback, DJ Lagway, of course. Uh, an impressive season. I know your colleague there at On3, on, on Gators Online, Keith Niebuhr, got to spend a lot of time with him last week. Uh, but the numbers this season are just out of this world. Seems like he took some of those summer knocks on him a little personal and just putting up some insane stats, stats so far this season. You know, the beautiful thing is, too, is that literally he's one of the rare, one of the few schools that actually has a live stream um, for a lot of these people in the state of Florida and the southeast, too. So and the cool thing is, like, you kind of see how good he's doing. You see the numbers, but it's been a cool treat for Florida fans and even for us to kind of evaluate him from afar from a live standpoint. Um, but, no, he's been awesome, man. He's been everything a five-star quarterback is. And, you know, I think on three, I believe yeah, it was the most physically impressive um, quarterback for this cycle. He's a big kid. Um, carries the weight well too. He's a long kid as well. You kind of see him in person. Is you know he's about six two, almost six three, and you know the leadership's off the charts. And I think he's handled himself tremendously as far as kind of being the leader of that class. Kind of showing. Uh, I mean, earlier this week when I actually yeah with Charles Lester, I, I put a graphic out about. Him basically praising DJ Lagway and just how he carries himself and how he represents Florida. And, you know, people see that. And you, and even when I uh, spoke to Zay Mincy a few weeks ago, um, when I was asking about Florida kids and who's trying to flip them, and he said, Yeah, that he said Lagway. He goes, When I was there, they're calling, they're calling that man the president. And I'm like, Man, like <laughs> the fact that they call him the president, you know, I mean, this the guy's a. Uh, such a huge piece of this class and the future of the program. So no, he's been, it's, it's been great to see him, you know, operate at such a high level before going to Florida. And I know a lot of people, you see five star and you think, Oh my God, it's a starter. But you know, as long as Grand Mertz is there, um, obviously we'll see after the season, he's having a great year. If he is here after this year, um, you know, that's a good player to kind of sit behind and watch from a leadership standpoint and experience. Yeah. So I think either way, as long as Graham stays, which I think will be extremely important, will be a good transition to really show him the ropes at, you know, at the power five level. Hey, Corey, and to give you guys a, a good shout out there and the work you've done last week, was there anything that stood out when, you know, talking to Keith or some of Keith's work in the last week that, you know, really stands out about Lagway? Yeah, I, I just think overall, just him away from the football field and just, how he handles this. I mean, you know, being a five star and being in the headlines all the time, you know, I mean, being in Florida, you're going to be, I mean, you're basically going to be, you know, under the bright lights for a long time. And I just think the way he handles himself as a kid, uh, the way he is as a son you know, with his parents and just the way the community treats him and just how he can, uh, treats everyone else around him. Um, despite having that star level status, I think that goes well beyond, you know, kind of, you know, with Napier, they've always been, 
applauded for, you know, their evals when it comes to off the field mm-hmm. and bring in the right character guys. And I think obviously Lagway is kind of like the definition of that, where, you know, ever since he committed, there wasn't any instances where we're, you know, oh, we're hearing this or he might flip here. This, this is going to happen. I, he's kind of been all Florida and uh, he was kind of echoing that from the get go that he's going to be all Florida nothing to worry about it he's lived up to that word so i think just the overall character and just um you know i think for florida obviously everyone's gonna know him as the quarterback but i think gainesville and just you know the university in general is just gonna be getting a great person sounds good on that front hey look a no-brainer target for lagway to pursue his offensive tackle jordan seaton coy looked yeah. really good at one time for seaton to pick the gators that has since waned a bit florida's still in good shape here but now probably even with a bunch of schools out there yeah, he's going to Oregon this weekend. You know, went to Alabama over the summer. The Tennessee and Florida got OBs, and at least South Carolina's coming up. <laughs> I'm probably missing a few, but, you know, and understandably so, though. It, you know, the, the NCAA passed a law where kids can take an unlimited amount of OBs, and being the number one tackle in the country and NIL and all this, I mean, it's such a big decision. And, you know, for him, he's kind of taking that approach where I'm going to, you know, like turn over, you know, not not keep any rocks unturned, you know, and really kind of see what's out there. So, and the thing is, too, talking to him as well, he, he's another one that carries himself very well with recruiting. And, you know, I spoke with him the other day, you know, on Saturday, again, recruit reactions. You you think a kid of that caliber who's going through this process wouldn't kind of want to talk, but he was always, you know, very, you know, same thing, you know, no problem, you know, anytime. You know, he's just a very respectful kid. And, yeah, I think overall, I think Florida, they're right in the heat. I, I would say they're probably – a number three, number four, maybe number two on his list. I don't think they're the leader. I think they're in the middle of that top pack that he has a group of top schools. Um, it's going to be interesting. I, I've heard a lot of good things about Oregon, too, about them being more of a contender than what people maybe believe. So, you know, if Florida can get a guy like this, and, um, it would be a massive. And o- over the years, and, you know, you would always say, you know, uh, offensive line to be a true freshman is one of the most difficult positions to start as a true freshman you know just from a physical standpoint and it's a lot but you know over time lately you've been seeing a little bit more and more especially these elite number one prospects at the position and i think seeing is one of those guys where if he did go to florida i think he probably would be an instant starter you know bearing any surprises i think he's that good where you could probably put him at right tackle and he should you know hold that position fairly well so it's understandable how much why florida is showing so much attention to him and they obviously need help and depth in the trenches and you know, obviously look no further than him and you know Florida's definitely heavy in the mix for him. Corey you brought it up earlier in the uh, Miami fumble by not knee- kneeling and one player that was there and he kind of shared his social media reaction was linebacker commit Darius Hayes uh, of course there seemed to be you know some storylines of flirting with Miami here and there but still looks pretty good that he's going to end up in orange and boys. Yeah if I was a betting man I, I definitely would be just- go with him sticking in Florida. Um, but I will say, I think his recruitment's a little bit more open than what people believe. And when I say that, I don't mean, oh my God, he's on flip watch. I'm not saying that, but I say that because Florida, when he did commit, it was kind of that no brainer. Hey, my favorite school. I mean, the kid was all orange and blue his whole life. So when you have a kid like that, just when they visit other schools, it's kind of like, whoa, wow. It's kind of like, you didn't expect that, but you know, Miami's, you know, they got, they had a little bit of, you know, buzz over the summer, got a visit, and they you know, even after he said, "Hey, my recruitment shut down," they were still able to convince him to come back down for a visit, and you know, for a visit. And he said it was a it was a business trip. He kind of you know he was very big on when I spoke to him at school last week about, "Hey, I only experienced this once. 
I'm going to go live this out. I want to just go experience this. It's a free game. And, you know, and, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think he, yeah, I don't see him flipping. Um, but he didn't rule out additional visits either. Maybe get to Miami and maybe some other schools that could get visits. Um, Florida, from what I thought to a few sources, feel like they've done everything they could with him. They feel they've, you know, everything from A to Z. They've taken care of his family really well from like the hospitality standpoint. I think just A to Z, you know, Florida checks all those boxes for him, but he just wants to kind of solidify that and just make sure and see everything that's out there. So we'll keep tabs on it. Nothing's finalized until December, but I'm definitely more confident in him staying in the class than leaving the class for sure. All right, a few more thoughts here with Corey before we let him go. And, hey, let's get back to some flips, Corey, or possible flips maybe. And, you know, three that come to mind, of course. Wide receiver T.J. Moore committed at Clemson. Defensive lineman DeAndre Robinson committed at Texas. Alabama cornerback commit Jameer Grimsley. Uh, We've all, you know, heard their names off and on over the last few months. You know, anything – Grimsley, I guess, you know, would probably be the one – you know, I, I, you know, if you hear behind the scenes a little bit, maybe more likely to maybe end up flipping from Bama to, to Florida. Uh, but that's the three names we hear about the most as, core, as far as, you know, a, a possible flip targets for the Gators. Yeah, Billy Gonzalez went to Tampa Catholic actually yesterday to kind of check on T.J. Moore and, um, and obviously Jameer Grimsley. You know, with T.J. Moore, as we all know, Clemson doesn't allow their kids to really visit when they're committed. So, that's kind of an uphill battle. Um, maybe Florida can get an in-home visit towards the end and maybe he reopens the recruitment. I mean, that's just kind of a, a funny situation until, you know, it's really the ball's in his court. It's kind of a wait and see until then. Jameer Grimsley, you know, I, I know he saw with Alabama. Um, that commitment is definitely strong. But if he was to change his mind, Florida's definitely the school to keep an eye out. I was, you know, he loved Florida as a kid, and they were even in his top group. And then he took a last minute visit before deciding, and they landed in his final three. And um, it just shows you just that one visit, the impact it made. And he's talking to Corey Raymond on a daily basis. And, you know, the big thing for him is you want to see growth from Florida on the field, you want to see them. You know, on-field success was a very big thing. Obviously, he knows about Florida. He liked him as a kid, but he wants to see the program, how it's, you know, turned the corner under Napier. And, you know, the South Carolina game was a big step in the right direction. So um, he's supposed to come back for the Arkansas game. You know, that would be a massive visit. Um, he still hasn't taken an OV either. Um, so that's still on the table if he wants to do it. So I think Florida's going to hopefully exhaust all options and hopefully get as many businesses as possible. Um, I think that's definitely one of the more likely guys. I mean, DeAndre Robinson, you know, I think, yeah, I think he's definitely solid to Texas, but the, the door is slightly cracked open. Um, it's just about if they can get him back down to campus again. That's not guaranteed. So I'm more favoring him staying with the Longhorns right now. But and other than that, you know, you got you have guys like Jeremiah Smith, and obviously it, to me is extremely unlikely. And there's some others out there, but hey, Corey, we'll you, see. You, you, you mean to tell me that 423 yard passing performance from Graham Mertz the other day wasn't enough to flip him? <laughs> yeah right. Yeah man, I know. It's just I I think he sticks with Ohio State. I'll be shocked. I don't maybe Florida State. Like it'd be a, it'd be a major surprise if he changed his mind. But I just don't think it would be Florida man. I think maybe they're third or fourth on his list. Maybe Florida, I mean, do you remember Georgia got an OB over the summer and they have really nothing really since then. But I, I like you said, I, I'm if you're a Florida fan, I'm I'm not holding my breath there at all. All right, Corey, last thing before we let you go. This was all 2024, of course. You know, if you – where is Florida be in best shape right now for 2025? Uh, it may be a next commit or where, you, you know, where, they, where they've done some really great work so far. 
Yeah, no, I, I think overall, I know a lot of people, it, it's kind of like this with the Florida's last few classes. It starts off a little bit slower, and then they really get it going, and everything starts to pick up. I, I think overall, I mean, obviously having Waltez Clark on board, that was huge. That was a great first commitment since he was near the very top of their board. It's going to be, in my opinion, a little bit of wait and see. Javon Boggs, who committed to Ohio State, was one we were really keeping close tabs on, and we knew it was really close between OSU and Florida. Um, so that was kind of a stinger just based off how hard Florida is recruiting him. He was on the list that guy could go um, to Florida. But keep in mind Ryan Montgomery, um, the quarterback off Finley, Ohio. You know, he was at the Florida-South Carolina game, um, obviously as a guest of South Carolina. And his father, who um, always classy as always, didn't want to comment on Florida's performance uh, in respect to South Carolina since they hosted them. But those two schools were kind of the schools buzzing going into the weekend. Georgia is in there, Michigan and Auburn, but – you know, he's looking to come back possibly for the FSU game. And um, and then in January for a few days, just alone with the staff and then hopefully make a decision in February. So, you know, getting a quarterback on board is huge, obviously, for any recurring class. And Ford, obviously, they're in a good spot with him. Um, another one, obviously, we'll talk about real quick, Vernell Brown third. I mean, no need to explain that name. We all know him. Guys. He's a four-star receiver in Orlando. We're still keeping eyes on him, and he's going to take his business and stuff like that, um, and understandably so. You know, his family's not pressuring him to go to Florida or anything like that, but I, I'd be very surprised if Florida wasn't the choice. And um, one, other one, one other one I'll mention real quick, too, that is probably the highest ranked out of a bunch is Jalen Wiggins out of Tallahassee. Um, top 100 kid, a big-time defensive lineman. Grew up a big Florida fan, even though he's from Tallahassee, and um, – you know, it just it just when you talk to him, Florida's just a school that he like glows and lights up about more than other schools. Um, and you know, FSU's in there. You got LSU, Florida. I mean, Florida State, Miami. There's a lot of competition for him, but I think it's safe to say early on, Florida's a school trending for him. And you know, if you can get him on board, he's not a flashy kid when it comes to Twitter announcements and stuff. So. I don't think he's one that's going to like put a commitment date out, but I think you know, you know, Florida. I think is probably the best spot right now. We're we're going to keep tabs on him, you know, for the next couple months. All right, Corey. Corey, it's a bye week for the Gators, and of course, that means they'll be hitting the recruiting trail a bit this week. Uh, what you guys got going on there at Gators Online on three to you know keep up with all the you know all the travels for the Gator staff this week in the bye week. Yeah, it's just daily stuff. I know Keith usually stays on that a lot um, as far as our daily with the travel stuff. But we, we were told Florida, you know, obviously mainland's a school that they're going to be going to this week, understandably so. Um, and I think a lot of these schools are operating in styles in regards to him because they don't want to be the – even though you can't communicate with the kid, a lot of these schools are hoping to be the last school to come out of the school. Mm-hmm. So Florida's more likely going to drop by there, which is trying to figure out what day. Really just kind of checking out a lot of the top commits, too. Um, but I think all eyes right now is obviously at, at Mainland, you know, just seeing uh, they have a game on Friday. I'm sure, you know, some Florida assistants will be there on the sideline. So, yeah, as always, gears online, man. A lot of stuff day in and day out. Definitely keep uh, keep keep tabs on everything Florida recruiting. All right, guys, that's where you can go find Corey Bender and the team there at Gators Online on 3 Network. Hey, Corey, thank you so much, man, for uh, hopping on and breaking down uh, this busy, busy uh, and really, really good 2024 class for the Gators. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Dave. Have a good night, too. All right, that'll do it for this episode of Gators Breakdown. Everybody, you can follow me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore S-E-C at Gators Breakdown as well. 
That'll do it for this episode of Gators Breakdown, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us, getting you caught up right here on recruiting, and we'll check you out next week. Florida, Georgia. <laughs>